Welcome to the Cancer Youth Thrivers podcast. My name is Andrea Wilson-Woods, and I'm the CEO and co-founder of Cancer U. Join me each week as I interview cancer patients, caregivers, survivors, and providers about their cancer journeys. You're listening to Cancer Youth Thrivers, where real people share true stories. Twelve years ago, Kelly Rogers was diagnosed with skin cancer. As a wellness coach for eight years, she was shocked that her healthy diet, holistic practices, and supplements hadn't prevented cancer. She lost half her nose, some of her ears. Fourteen months ago, she found Club Sparkle's Nectura, and she's been cancer-free ever since. Kelly, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story. Thank you, Andrea. I really appreciate that you invited me to come here and share my amazing story. I, I, you know, just like you said, I had gotten very involved in health and wellness and learning all these things. And I started, uh, I had a spot on my nose and I thought it was like a pimple or something. And, um, and it just, it wouldn't heal. And it started getting bigger and it started like bleeding and it was, you know, and people started, well, of course they noticed, even though I was covering it up with makeup and they finally, my sister said, you have to go and see a doctor. And one of the reasons that I was resisting is I had no insurance, I no health insurance. This is back in the day when you didn't have to have it. And um, so I went and my doctor said, oh my gosh, uh, this is a very aggressive cancer. We need to get you in for surgery right away. And I was shocked. I was, that was not what I expected at all. And so I was like, okay. Um, and I'm like, how much is it going to cost? Because I don't have insurance, you know? And once you have a pre-existing uh, condition, then you can't get insurance. So right. I was really in kind of a stuck place. And talking about surgery, I'm never keen on because I'm not good with anesthesia. So I went and, and it was most surgery, didn't really, I had not heard of that. So I went to the doctor and his bedside manner was the worst. I went in there prepared thinking this was going to be a couple of hour procedure. I didn't think it was really that big of a deal. And he said, I can't do surgery today. I might cut off half your nose and you'd have to have reconstructive surgery. So we have to get that in place. And I'm like, you know, I'm freaking out because I don't have insurance. And I remember driving to work that day and I'm, I'm in tears and I'm like, and I'm very intuitive. And I was just like, what am I going to do? What am I going to do here? And my guidance was shaman and Chagong. And I'm like, those are the two words that came in and I'm like, okay, I'll do whatever. <laughs> and I had years prior to that, I had taken a course with a shaman who is today a really good friend. I was able to relocate him and I called him up and I asked if I could uh, go and meet with him and talk to him about this. I was just in shock. I was like, I'm taking these great products. I don't understand why and, and the fact that I might lose half my nose. This is, you know, just beyond what I can take in right now. And so I started seeing him. I saw him for a year. And 
as crazy as that sounds, I've now had a dermatologist tell me that this is invasive and I need to get surgery right away. I was just like, I have to take this at my pace. I am, I am not ready to take this completely on. I did go and see a, uh, a plastic surgeon who told me how, what he would do, which would, would be that I would have this surgery with the first surgeon then I would come to him uh, a few days later with a big hole in my face and I would have to go under anesthesia. And he was very kind and very informative. But again, it was just like, wow, I, I'm not ready for this. And so I did see this shaman uh, for a year. And it so, was so during that year. So I just want people to understand during that year, you did not have treatment. I had nothing. Yeah, nothing. You saw the shaman. Okay. Right. Um, before you tell us about the shaman, I want to take you back um okay so before you got this diagnosis you were a wellness coach correct I was I was so um tell us about being a wellness coach because I don't think people know what that means so okay. what were you doing well I would work with people um across the country with uh I was in a health and wellness company that's very well known um really liked their products had gotten some really good results and so really, my belief was that uh, I was on no prescriptions. I had no pain. Uh, my depression had gone away because I had had chronic pain and chronic depression. And so my belief was that with good nutrition, with good supplementation, uh, none of this would happen to me. Uh, and that is about all that I had in my practice. It was good nutrition, good supplementation, and I exercised regularly. And today, my practice is completely different because I now realize supplementation is and nutrition is just one part of the whole picture, of the whole holistic taking care of mind, body, spirit. And I needed a lot more work on the spirit and I needed a lot more work on, on the body. <laughs> and, you know, I really needed to expand out on my practice of what I was doing every day. You know, I might have been eating well and taking some supplements that were fairly good at that time. But I wasn't in a, in a real healthy oneness place. And that's what re, that shaman going and visiting him every other week for a year was mind-blowing for me because even though I, was, I, uh, I knew I was intuitive, it went 200% beyond that. I started really seeing things, understanding things, having amazing healings happening while I was on that shaman's table. And what was interesting is he wasn't even aware of what all was happening. We, we'd have like a debriefing afterwards. I connected up with guides that I wasn't aware of, that I had. You know, these voices would come from before. I didn't know where they were coming from. I was getting tangible visions and really seeing how I was connected in many different realms. We're not just this human. I now understand that. I didn't then. We're... We have other lifetimes, parallel lifetimes. Um, we work in other dimensions. Um, today, my life is so very different than what it was 
when I was diagnosed and I, and I understand how all that, there's a ripple effect and how things, pains and uh, illness that come in is not just here genetically or it's not just, um, you know, our parents or relatives. We have these other, this is just a journey and we're just like one step on this journey. And it was just this whole new world of looking at uh, how I have so much support. I think this is really critical for everybody is you might not see all the beings that are around you supporting you, but they are there. And I'm feeling their love right now as I share this. Today, I can feel uh, the spirit come through. And it's, and it's me. It's my higher self. It's me to God. It's me to the angels, the archangels, and all the guides that are here with me. Um, we are all so blessed. We don't realize this. We're very powerful beings. We've come here to do service. And I didn't realize all this. And so it's just been an amazing journey for me. So that was... Wait, when were you diagnosed? Uh, 12 years ago. Tw 12 years ago. So, so right. that year, like 12 years ago, is when yes. you to the shaman? Yes. So I had a year on the shaman table. Did then, your cancer grow substantially during that time? I don't know. I never went to another doctor till at the end of that year. I thought it would heal on its own. I really trusted that it was just going to go away. And it didn't. My guides showed me. They were like, we're done. We have done everything that we could. They integrated all the kind of, let's say, semi-broken parts. The, that year on the shaman's table was really this integration of me becoming a healthier, more supported, understanding a little bit more. So when I saw them actually leave, they were like, we're done, we've done our work, and I saw them walking away. And I'm like, oh my, what do I do now? And because I had no insurance, my sister said, go to Mayo. And I went there and the doctor I met was fabulous. He's like, I do not need to put you under anesthesia. I can do the surgery and I can do the reconstruction if, you know, whatever's needed. And we can do it um, all here. It ended up being two surgeries because it was quite extensive. And, uh, but it was wonderful. You can, I was awake the whole time. I was able to um, be with my guidance, my support system. Um, and, and the doctor and nurse were very supportive about that. They, you know, they weren't like, oh my goodness, here's a crazy girl that, who thinks that she's got, you know, invisible friends here. <laughs> and, were you, and were I, you um, so you were like in that sort of twilight, right? So you're not feeling no. Well, they, they inject you with um, lanocaine, so right. you feel nothing. And so that what they started with was the most surgery. So they started cutting, and they cut, and then they would go and check it, and I would be awake the whole time, and I'd say, I want to see, I want to see. Wow. Here, I want to see what's going on. So, you know, they took the first chunk out of my nose, and he had drawn a line. But you saw that. Everything, everything. So and, why did you need to see it? I'm going to dig a little bit here. Why did you well, need to see that? I, I wanted to see how much. You know, I wanted to see what was going on. I was really okay. I was really ready now to have the surgery. I really trusted the physician. I trusted the support system I had. I did not. I felt so much uh, more together. And it just felt right. It was in flow. And, you know, 
people hear that, you know, it's either resistance or flow. For me, it was just like, it was going so smoothly. And so then all of a sudden he came back and he took another big chunk and it started, started cutting over here and, and, uh, and taking all of, I mean, this was all gone. I mean, the majority, all this part of my nose was totally gone. Part of my cheek was removed. And he started drawing on my head. And I'm like, not the forehead. (laughs) (laughs) Forehead. So what they do is they actually cut like you're a grapefruit. They cut down through your forehead. They take that chunk of skin and they bring it down and they, and they take, yeah, they take some some of your ear out and they're using that to replace it. And it's not a pretty picture. I have some really, my boyfriend loved taking pictures and they were bad. (laughs) And so I, you know, I laughed and I had this flap down here and all bandaged up and that surgery I think was 10 hours. So I was there. Oh, oh my goodness, Callie. Yeah. Yeah. I I have to ask because I think, you know, people are going to learn from your story. That first surgeon you saw right after you got that news, you didn't gel with, didn't feel good about. Go see the shaman because I just want to give people the timeline. A year later after going, you know, the shaman helping you sounds like you got much more spiritually in touch with yourself. Yes. And what was it about this particular doctor that allowed you to trust him? It sounds like very quickly. What was it about Aaron, him? Yes. His bedside manner was great. When I went in there, I explained right away. I, I don't have insurance. I'm sorry. And uh, this ended up being $20,000 out of pocket. So this was not cheap. And I didn't know that at the time, but I said, you know, what do you think he can do? And he was kind of like, oh, yeah, I see. Okay, yeah, you got a little, you got a little skin cancer. I mean, he, he minimized it like it wasn't going to be like, I'm going to take half your face. You know, he didn't do that. And he's like, oh, no problem. I do, I do this a lot, and this is how we do it. He was so comfortable, and there was no, like, drama. The first doctor was very like, there will be a hole in your head, and I'm not going to be able to fix it. I'm like, ah. you know. And where this doctor was like, no problem. I can help you with this. This is something that I do all the time. And it's no, and it's no big deal. <laughs> Until we start drawing on my forehead. Like, <laughs> now we're getting serious here. But even with that, the whole procedure was, he was always there answering my questions. You know, at this point, it's like, you know, you've got this big chunk of skin coming down. It's like, oh my God. What is my eye going to look like? What is my eyebrow going to look like? What am I going to look like? And, uh, and he, again, was very reassuring. He was always there to answer every question. And when I went back for the second uh, surgery, and that was another six hours, uh, that's when they, would, they cut the flap and they you know, did all the stitching and that kind of thing. And again, it's like, you know, I'm, I'm quite swollen. It's, it's still not the most attractive look. I mean, I look like the elephant man when I left. And, and <laughs> I remember my sister laughing at me because I look so bad. <laughs> not a sympathetic family, but hey, you got to keep that sense of humor, right? After the second surgery, I'm like, okay, is, is this going to go back up? And is this, you know, how is this going to look? And it's like, it will go, it'll go back down. I mean, look at me. I look normal. I, I really did a beautiful, beautiful job. 
and it went so smoothly. I mean, it, it was long, certainly it was long. I was awake the whole time, but I was able to, um, you know, meditate as I needed, pray as I needed. I got the support that I needed. Um, so it was really a wonderful experience. Uh, it was a lot more expensive than I anticipated. But again, when you start connecting up with your spiritual side, green energy, which is money, will come. And it did. I The money came. I was able to pay my bills. Um, I also started doing additional things. I don't go to the shaman any longer, but I do meditate every day. I do something that's called transformational breathing. And I did start that while I was seeing the shaman. That helps in your healing process as well. I still do that today uh, with a group of friends, which is really nice. Um, And so it's been an amazing journey. Uh, Like I said, the fact that I'm so connected now to my guides, uh, understanding things that I need to do in my life, the service that I can provide, because right now I believe the earth is, is ascending. We're going to a happier place. I know it's hard to believe with everything that's going on, but it is all part of it. There, I've been told that there are no perpetrators and there are no victims. When things happen that to us seem horrific, they really are people doing things in service. And I know it's hard to wrap your head around some of these things, but everything is in agreement. We agree when we come in to do certain things here. And for me, um, it has been really getting on a a much uh, stronger spiritual path. I want to take you back to that cancer journey. Okay. Uh, Because you have an incredible sense of humor. (laughs) Thank you. You do. (laughs) Seems like you can look back and really laugh now. But when you go back from that moment that you were told that you had cancer, what was the worst time for you during that cancer journey? I think it was getting diagnosed. I'm like, I was shocked. I'm like, I have a healthy lifestyle or I thought I had a healthy lifestyle. How could this be happening to me? And it's scary when a doctor says, this is very invasive. You need to take action right away. And I was in a position of not having insurance. It's like, uh, am I going to be able to afford this? What can I do? Um, you know, what, what next steps can I take? I, you know, and it wasn't like I had a, a mentor to go to and say, help me. You know, it's, uh, what would you suggest? Today, I have a lot of friends that are very connected and, uh, and would be very helpful. But at that point, you know, I was young. <laughs> like, I'm so old now, but I am. I'm 66. <laughs> and, <laughs> and so, you know, at that time, I was, you know, I didn't have friends that, that were doing a lot of going to doctors and had the same kind of issues. Yeah. I, I, and I kind of stayed away from doctors. I preferred not to be around doctors. Even though I worked at a holistic clinic for uh, quite, a, quite a long time, um, you know, I, I just didn't have, I just didn't know where to turn. I didn't know where to go. Why did well, you stay away from doctors? Well, because I think that there is um, a main mentality that uh, a chemical is going to fix everything. And I, that's one of the reasons that I am prescription free. 
because, um, you know, when antibiotics came out and it was, uh, oh, everybody go get your antibiotic today because <laughs> these are so great. And it's like, well, wait a minute, what do they really do? So when I started getting into health and nutrition and started to learn what was really happening with pharmaceuticals, uh, the antibiotics, not only do they kill the bad things, they also kill the good things. They wreck your immune system. So even right now with the coronavirus, you know, someone gets ill and what do they do? They give them the antibiotics. Well, that's certainly not going to boost their immune system to keep the coronavirus away. It's, it's going to make them more susceptible. So there's just this real interesting disconnection between uh, holistic supplementation products and medicine. I mean, I, I remember learning about omega-3s and the importance of how they feed the brain. That's really what took away my chronic depression. I mean, I was suicidal every week. I know it's hard to believe because I'm such a fun person, but I was. It was such a struggle throughout my life. And when I got into health and wellness products and started taking omega-3 fish oil, my depression was gone and I was amazed. And I learned how important it was for women who are pregnant to have this so that they don't go into postpartum. And when I worked at this holistic medical clinic, you know, I remember one of the doctors said, oh, my patient's pregnant, this is so exciting. And I said, oh, I'm sure you're gonna get her on omega-3, right? Why would I do that? I'm like, so for me, <laughs> there isn't a lot of trust that doctors have gotten the education that they need on best solutions for the patient. There's also this 15 minute appointment thing. They have no time to really spend with you. The doc that I worked for was great. He would spend an hour with his patients and he would look at um, other solutions. But he wasn't as, you know, at this point, I'm like, I've gotten such a, a wonderful um, bag of tools and gifts on things that will help people so far beyond what we shared at that clinic. I do find that doctors don't have the education. The ones that go into uh, natural products have a much better grasp of ways to help someone, their whole body heal. It's not just covering up the symptom. And I remember with that doc that I worked for, he said, it's a, it's a process of elimination. I don't know what they have. Let's just do this test. Nope, not that. Let's do this test. Nope, not that. I'm like, that isn't to me. <laughs> I'm like, there's, <laughs> it's, it just seems kind of silly. There, it seems like there has to be a better way. And I know I work with um, a doctor who's actually in Las Vegas. And he is amazing. He's a shaman and he's able to tap into people, but he's also a chiropractic physician. He's also in functional medicine. Um, I think these are the types of practitioners that we need more of, that really are there to heal the whole body. Um, but would you go to a chiropractor if you had cancer? Would that be the only doctor you would see? If, if I had, um, well, no, I don't think so. Because uh, I do have a dermatologist today. I've changed dermatologists that I really like. Good. I, I trust him. Not that I didn't trust the other gentleman, but I trust him. Uh, and he's very open. He takes time. And that's what I liked about him. 
It's not a rushed appointment. And that was the first thing I said when I met with him. And he was recommended by a friend. Uh, I said, oh, my, we're here for more than 15 minutes. I'm impressed. <laughs> you know, and he, 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 you know, he checks my body out every year to see if there's anything uh, strange happening. I just had an exam with him a few months ago, and he was so impressed with how, uh, how good I'm looking today. Uh, the fact that no new uh, spots, skin spots uh, have come to the surface because for the last 12 years, I've gone to him and every year I've continued to have things cut out, chunks cut, things burned off or frozen um, every single year. There, it's, I just plan on a $500 visit and he uh, finds things that need to be removed. This was the first year I did not have to have anything taken off. It was, he was very impressed. And that made me very happy because I didn't have to have any more of my body taken away. What is the one thing you would do if you could only do one thing to improve healthcare in the U.S. and why? Well, I would suggest that uh, doctors get way more uh, education on alternatives, medicine, uh, and not have all these pharmaceutical reps. I mean, it's big pharma. We know what it is. We're all aware of big pharma and how it will push down things that are really helpful and how careful people who are sharing supplements have to be. Now, granted, we need to be honest about what these supplements do. We can't make bold uh, statements if they're not really doing it. Like I mentioned the omega-3 and how that helped me with my chronic depression. What I noticed is Big Pharma created a prescription with omega-3 and a chemical in it so it could prescribe omega-3 and it could be considered a prescription. That's what's wrong with our system. Why would you have to add a chemical that's not going to be helpful for your body healing just so that you can get it in that pharmaceutical description can be written out. And there's some, you know, money getting paid out to how many people, I don't know. You know, it's, we really have to look at the purity of the products that are going in into our bodies. And I don't think doctors really get a lot of training on that. I would agree with that. And I liked what you said earlier about treating the symptoms because I think we do that most of the time you know even when it's not cancer we treat the symptoms and not the cause right and and that's the problem okay so I know you have something to share with us I'm gonna save it for the end you ready to do the thriver rapid fire sure sure okay. all right I can't wait to hear your answers and I also would like to talk a little bit about I don't know did I talk enough about meditation the importance of having a practice I have a gratitude list that I do twice a day. I do it right away in the morning when I'm in the shower. And then uh, in the middle of the day, uh, I will do another gratitude list. And it's really important for me to keep my vibration, my energy level high. That's going to keep me healthier. And then I also do a number of prayers. Uh, it just feels good. And I also make sure that I meditate uh, at least five to 15, 15 is preferable. Now on the weekends, I, I can go a little bit longer, but 15 minutes a day of meditation and I do guided meditations is really important. 
and breathing, some kind of breathing. I know yoga does breathing. I do transformational breathing. It's very helpful. It all helps with keeping the prana, the chi uh, flowing. You know, these are buzzwords I've learned. You know, it's keeping those things flowing in your body. It isn't just one thing that's going to make you healthy. It isn't just organic food um, or exercise or, you know, I think it's a combination. It's really, it's, it's whole body, mind, spirit, emotional, mental. So I wish this were taught when we were younger. Yes. Because I do gratitude practice every day. I actually do it at night. I do, I do meditation every day as well. Just a few minutes of silent meditation um, I actually do a journal practice every day. I, I do these things as well, but it, I really didn't learn to do them until I became a certified yoga teacher. I didn't learn to do any of these things until like less than 10 years ago. And sort of one by one, they worked into becoming rituals in my day. And I love them. And I chant every night before I go to sleep. And, but they didn't become sort of part of me until much later in life. And I agree with you. They really ground me. They're really good for me. Even when I had major surgery last year, I took my journal to the hospital. It's like, I'm going to wake up and I'm going to write my journal because that's what I do every morning. I don't care. I'm going to do it. It's just not taught enough. It isn't. I agree. It, and I think about how, how wonderful it would be, the things that I know now, if they were taught when we were younger, because even with death, it, this is truly just one chapter. We're going to move on. We're going to be doing um, other things after we leave this planet. Uh, we're, we're just not taught how amazing, how powerful, how, how much uh, we are beyond this, I call it a meat suit. <laughs> but we are. We're huge, amazing, bright beings on this planet. We're just here to help and serve and, you know, and when you're in that place of service and uh, sending out love, um, not getting into fear, fear serves no one. Um, and, you know, if I, if I am in conflict with someone because, you know, I'm, I'm not in agreement, I send love to myself and I calm myself down and then I send love to that person. And by doing that, it brings me to a higher place where I'm happier because there's no reason for me to be in that really dense, stuck place. But we're re again, we're not taught that. Everything that we do that is in service and in love and knowing that there's a much bigger story going on here than our, just our little lives. I mean, I'm grateful for everything in my life, but there's so much more. I hope everyone hears that. That's, that's very important. Um, okay. You ready for these questions? Yes. Okay. Beach, desert, or mountains? Beach. Beach boys, beetles, or rolling stones? Beach boys. <laughs> what is one word that best describes you? Direct. I love it. Before you die, what is the last song you want to hear? Um... It's a Cat Stevens song, um, and it's about the wind. Um, and I actually wrote it down because 
I listen to the wind, the wind of my mind. I love Cat Stevens, or I feel I feel his love coming through right now, because I find his music very spiritual. Love it. The last meal you want to eat? Sloppy Joes. <laughs> okay, I try not to laugh too much because the feedback. But oh my gosh, I love it. Um, last person you want to see? Actually, it's my cats. I love my cats. They are very much uh, a part of my practice. Um, you know, they're very intuitive. So I love, we're all, we all gather to meditate every day. So I want my cats there. Normally my cat is here in my lap for every Zoom thing I do ever, but she's not today. Um, the last words you will speak. Love, love, love. Aside from Cancer You, I know what it's going to be, but I don't know much about it, so I'm looking forward to it. Uh, what is the one resource that you would recommend for cancer patients and caregivers? Well, I'm going to talk about the product that I started taking 14 months ago, which is called Nectura. And here, let's see if we can get a good shot of it. And this has, it has uh, ion trace minerals, so it absorbs at almost 100%. It's got antioxidants and anti-inflammatories, and it's got an organic germanium-132 ingredient in it. Is it a liquid? Can you kind of it tell? Is. It's a liquid. Yeah. Okay. Yep. And it's, a, it's quite delicious. You can see a little bit of the... Uh, ooh, so <laughs> delicious. It tastes kind of like, um, like a plum juice. It's an 8 to 1 concentrate, so I mix it with a little bit of water. And just a tablespoon of that a day is what I believe healed in four months the new suspect spots I had on my body. I had a spot right underneath my lip, and I had a spot on my leg. And I know what these spots look like now because it's been many years. And, uh, and when they don't heal, I get concerned. So I started taking that product. Uh, it's a Club Sparkle product. They're new to the U.S., and four months later, both those spots healed with with good tissue, like almost on the, on the same day. And I know it's, I was surprised and I was very happy. And so then when I went to see the dermatologist and he was impressed with what he saw and that there were no new spots that needed to be treated, he was impressed as well. But this germanium-132 is a secret ingredient. Well, not very secret because I'm sharing it. The product goes through the Japanese Ministry of Health. So it does. A, they do a lot of testing. It is known to assist with cancer. And so um, I'm a living testimonial to that. I know when I take it in the morning, I can feel it like going through my body and like loosening up all the muscles. It's very bizarre, but I love it. Uh, I know that they have another trace mineral product, Ion 5, that brings up your vibration. Uh, it's very high. Uh, if you measure it with applied kinesiology or you muscle test it, it's, um, again, this is what is in the Nectura that helps. It actually opens the cell so the cell can detox and absorb nutrition. So between the Ion 5 and the Nectura, you've got like the perfect anti-aging. I mean, look at how great I look. 66. Okay. <laughs> you do look uh, great. Yeah. So you need to share this. This is what my guidance told me. You need to share this with everyone that you can. So I've got to tell you, when I started 
with this business, I did not have a smartphone. I was still using a flip phone. I was pretty much off the grid. I have since bought a computer, bought a smartphone. Um, I'm on LinkedIn, met Andrea, amazing Andrea here. <laughs> that would not have happened if they hadn't said, you need to go out and you need to share this. And that's what I do. Would you, would you send a link? I, I would want someone to buy the wrong product. So would you send me a link so I could put this in the show notes and put this everywhere? So yes, okay. absolutely. I would love to. And I'm, I'm there for, you know, I do health assessments, free health assessments. Again, I'm really in service. My understanding is that's why I'm here, that I'm very gifted. I don't understand what I do, which keeps me really humble because I'm like, what? But, um, you know, I'm here. I'm here to help anyone that I can. I mean, truly, I'm here to serve. Kelly, thank you so much. It was so wonderful having you on. And um, you have an extremely unique story. And I think you gave us a very unusual perspective, not only with your spiritual practice, but also just facing a cancer diagnosis without having health insurance. I mean, that's tremendous. The The only reason I had health insurance for my sister, I didn't have any for myself, but I had health insurance for my sister because of a fluke in the California law, because of just a little loophole that existed. And I was able to get health insurance for her. And that's the only reason I had it. So I really appreciate you sharing your story. I look forward to talking with you again. Great. Thanks, Andrea. This has been great. I really appreciate it. Thank you for listening to the Cancer Youth Thrivers podcast. If you like our podcast, give us a five-star rating and review and tell your friends about us. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you're listening right now. If you want to share your cancer journey with the world and be a guest on our podcast, go to our website, cancer.university. That's cancer.university. And hit the contact button or click the contact link in the show notes. You've been listening to the Cancer Youth Thrivers podcast. Real people, true stories.